it is an emotional homecoming apparently the queen has ordered 80 jerseys of ronaldo and the first ever jersey that ronaldo signs for united she wants it yeah after you said this it seems like krishnan's want for ronaldo's underwear seems fine yeah it's almost a no brainer right if gui just never fails to amaze me man he always finds a way to not compliment united somehow he didn't fall into my trap screw you you failed one is bidding whatever 180 million for a player who has one year left on the contract the other is rejecting it also outright who is crazier but then we are also talking about 180 million being offered to the sheik 180 million to the sheik is like what dude you know that's how when you when you are on fifa you suddenly get this really strong attachment to like a james watt prowse i can't believe we spoke about james watt prowse and kylian mbappe in the same breath man i'm questioning the existence of the club bit much considering we've never been relegated but you have so anyway we're still 20 type anyway. champions hey everyone welcome to all about sports the podcast i am your host mazhar and i have all my co-hosts it's a full house today it's been a while and it feels good for sure so i'll just introduce my co-host first as well so we have aniket gui What up, boys? We have Rishabh Krishnan. What's up, everyone? And Shubham Malu. Hi, guys. So this week we will be deep diving into something that has been a hot topic. But before I mention what we will be talking about, I'll just get into what we spoke about last week. So Shubham and Rishabh spoke about the UEFA Champions League draws as the UEFA Champions League is all set to kick off. Um, a lot to look forward to given that messi's joined uh, psg ronaldo's back in manchester so that's exactly what we'll be going into now so a lot of things to cover it's going to be purely about football this time first things first cristiano ronaldo then we'll be deep diving a bit into the transfers also that took place a lot of controversy around the transfers as well just examples kylian mbappe Griezmann going back to Atletico on loan, but still, and obviously the one team that should not be named, and two of these boys who are sporting their teams' jerseys here are not going to be too happy about. I, I think they'll want to cover their logos for a bit. Arsenal. So we'll be diving into all of this. <laughs> Gui seems to I be intentionally did it on mute. Intentionally <laughs> did it on mute so that you can't hear my jarring no. Okay. <laughs> so. So we'll be diving into all of this. Also, just one thing that I wanted to let everyone know: we have launched our website. You can check it out. The links in the description. Lots of all our episode links will be there. So if you want to tune in on the audio or the video, both are available. We also have some cool blogs that we've uh, published in the past, so you can definitely check out that and stay up to date with more blogs coming up in the future as well. You can also then connect with us. Our contact details are there. so feel free to reach out to us at any point in time now let's get down to business guys i'm going to go to my fellow manchester united fan first because there's no way that we can't kick off this podcast episode without mentioning the one the only cristiano ronaldo so shubhab take it away firstly how ecstatic are you about ronaldo joining united and then second we can deep, deep dive into the commercial aspect because you are the numbers guy you and krishnan can definitely deep dive into the numbers aspect and then we can take it forward from there 
So for me, since the time Ronaldo's signing was announced by Manchester United, I have like just been batshit crazy about it. I think for two days, I was obsessed with Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just like every bit of information that was coming out, I was going crazy. And I think for any Manchester United fan, this is perhaps the biggest transfer. And it's a dream. All of us have been waiting for this for the last 12 years. We've always wanted him back. And his entire transfer saga... uh with him wanting to leave juventus and man city coming to the picture and i remember when man city was coming to the picture and things were getting close and we we all united fans actually felt that he's going to go to city uh we just couldn't believe it and there was a lot of to be honest a lot of abuse also being hurled at ronaldo that how can he do something like this and then in those 24 hours the turnaround and this guy signing for united i think even uh fabrizio romano he also mentioned that there were three important phone calls one was his agent mendes with the board Uh, so kudos to the Manchester United board who've done a great job, and I think I think this season they've also done a great job is because of the backlash they got from the fans last season, and then after that you have Sir Alex, and apparently Bruno Fernandez and some of the ex players like Rio and Evra spoke to spoke to Ronaldo, but also like you, like you remember Mazar, you and I were talking. It always always felt like this was like a masterclass by Mendes in terms of getting City into the picture, but always ensuring that Ronaldo goes back to United. So I think in terms of getting Ronaldo. it is an emotional homecoming it is something that we all have been looking forward to and the united versus newcastle game at old trafford old trafford ronaldo starts or he comes off the bench i think this game could perhaps break all viewership records in uh, sky sports history of streaming the premier league i think it's going to be madness shubham so just that you mentioned that the ironic part is the uk has a blackout it. yes the uk has a blackout at 3 pm uk time so they can't telecast it so it's going to be viewed everywhere else in the world but the home of football the irony in that is wild man can't believe you know one it. thing so, so generally whenever i watch football uh, out here i watch it on hotstar and generally speaking when a united game is going on so on the top right you have the viewership number which is always above 80000 and sometimes it's cross 1 lakh also This time, I just want to see those numbers because I, I honestly feel the numbers are going to be through the roof. Because not only United and Newcastle fans will be tuning in, I think fans across the world will be because Ronaldo has that massive fan following, and and everyone, you know, to be very fair, I've been reading comments on Twitter and YouTube. Even Liverpool and Chelsea and Arsenal fans have been showing respect about the fact that he is a talent. He is a global. Olpas superstar, and he's coming back to United. So I think everyone is excited. The EPL is excited to have a superstar like him back again. To, okay. to to the to the extent where I don't know if this is fake news or, or it's the reality. Apparently, the Queen has ordered eighty jerseys of Ronaldo, and the first ever jersey that Ronaldo signs for United, she wants it. And if this happens, it's the first time ever that the Queen has asked for an autographed jersey from a from a football player or from a human being, for that matter. So, if this is true news, it just it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. Yeah. After you said this, it seems like Krishnan's want for Ronaldo's underwear seems fine. Yeah. It just seems okay now. It all just seems okay. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, in 25 years, it'll be worth a lot. In 25 years, <laughs> honestly, it's worth would, a lot. I would, right I, would like to, well. I would like to see you. Uh, I would like to see you store it for 25 years. By the way, Krishnan will frame it. Krishnan will frame it with flowers and and he'll write over there. Ronaldo wasn't here, but I wore this. That's what he'll write. <laughs> but. But coming to this now, Krishna. Obviously, Shubham was reminiscing about it. Uh, I'm going to take this to you. You are obviously looking at it from a more unbiased point of view, in uh, in terms of not only a footballing aspect but other aspects as well, right? 
as an as a non manchester united fan there's so many aspects to this uh, so you let's talk about the commercial viability why do you think this deal was struck how it was struck why do you think united went for it apart from the nostalgia obviously shubham highlighted that the glazers are trying to you know just put some temporary tape on all the issues that came up with the super league and so on and so forth they're still hated by united fans like the true ardent united fans let's not forget that uh, the united supporters will not forget the damage that has been done over time but um, let's get into the commercial aspect because i don't think that's being talked about enough yes he's breaking records in terms of the deals and all but how do you how did it go about what is in store what is the brand that cr7 has let's get into all of that no mas i mean i think that's a big part of you know these these mass signings right when you look at different clubs you, you take the analogy of you know messi moving to psg it's this you know it's a similar thing where you question how it doesn't kind of get framed or get flagged under financial fair play and the reason is these players are just unbelievably marketable Cristiano Ronaldo is that kind of a player right when you bring in Cristiano Ronaldo especially back to Manchester United the marketing value of it is absolutely incredible you look at i mean i think the primary the primary focal point of course for bringing in a player in would be um would be you know game day sales but also tv rights i can't remember the exact numbers but i remember um when he, when he moved to the syria it was at a time where um the syria's tv right you know tv right allowances were going up as well and juventus i think at that time was able to negotiate a better deal i think potentially for their for their tv right distribution um at that point as well and a big part of that is cristiano ronaldo so when you have an eye catcher like that really it's funny because you know until cristiano ronaldo came it was you know confusing who the biggest name in the premier league is right like you might honestly say a pep guardiola is the biggest name in the premier league but ronaldo now takes that and it gives manchester united a lot of power i think on three fronts one obviously they have the the, the income that's going to come both from tv rights as well as shirt deals the the revenue that's going to come from that two is actual ability to make moves that will attract people even bigger and bigger names now because you know when you bring in someone like ronaldo there's no joke about seriousness right like when ronaldo moved to juventus the focus is very clear juventus is here to win a champions league trophy the same thing goes for united right if anyone was confused about where united is in their journey of are they building building up their young talent for a three or four year journey is it a one year journey that's sort of been answered to the point of hey this is a 30 how old is he 36 years old 35 36 um if you bring in a 36 year old who still i would say you know still a top 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 performer there's no question you're trying to win things now you're trying to win the premier league now you're trying to get as far as you can in the champions league now and i think the third thing is just like you said bringing back faith in the in man united you know how long has it been since that since that last um since the walkout against liverpool it's not been that long and united fans had lost a lot of lot of faith in in the glazers in the organization this is really like malu said it's a good faith move not just to to reinstate and bring back a, like a, a home ground favorite but also somewhat reinstill faith in the home base right i think you know both of you are good examples of how much like you were confused about the transfer policy you know last season is a little bit more clarity now it's a it's almost a no brainer right if ronaldo is available you get ronaldo i don't think it's a genius move per se um but it definitely reinstalls some faith in i think in in the man united faithful 
No, one thing I'd like to add is because Krishnan mentioned uh, in terms of broadcasting. So, I I don't particularly think as of now, uh, broadcasting or uh, United will be able to reap the benefits or the EPL in general because I think they're already in contract with Sky Sports and BT. But sh- and and uh, the Premier League is not like the La Liga or Juventus where clubs can individually sign broadcasting deals with broadcast broadcasters. I think it's the entire league that signs a deal and and the share is split evenly. But yeah, if United are to sign individual deals with uh, broadcasters worldwide overseas, then I think that's a major draw and a major pull, just bringing in money. And another thing, um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, again, if this is uh, the reality, but apparently in the first 12 hours of the first day, $45 million in shirt sales have already been achieved uh, uh, from Ronaldo. And I think United get 25% of the share. So if it keeps going like this, we basically already have paid for the transfer fee. Uh, I think we signed him for $12.5 million again, like how we did uh, 18 years back. So I think the transfer fee is already paid for. And this is just sort of commercial uh, whirlwind that Ronaldo gets. Even if you're paying him 400,000, 500,000 pounds a week. I, I, I think uh, in terms of marketing and commercially, it's a great move for United. Yeah, honestly, you know, how much ever he earns doesn't matter. It's priceless if he brings home any of those two major trophies that Krishna talked about. I'm going to go to Gui now. I'm going to stick to Ronaldo here. Gui, I'm going to go with you with a footballing side because obviously... You have watched Ronaldo throughout baby Ronaldo. our baby Ronaldo, exactly. You watched baby Ronaldo coming up during the time when I even literally when Arsenal were at their prime, and then we saw this guy. Who is this guy? Wow, he seems like some worldly talent. Obviously, at the time, the first two, three years, we didn't really see it because there was a Wayne Rooney who was really standing out at that point in time. How what do you think he brings to not only Obviously, to English football in general, everyone knows the impact that he'll have. But what would you say is going to... How does this change the dynamic of the top four or the big six or whatever you want to call it? The big six, big four, big... Whatever. So, what do you think is the impact on the Premier League in general from a footballing standpoint as well? So, here's the deal with signing such a big name. Or any big name for that matter. Now, you're not signing. This is not like a KDB signing. If you were to sign KDB, okay, this is fine. But then there are some players who have a certain aura. And his aura is a very specific one, right? It's like when you get a person who's willing to work at that rate after having achieved uh, five Ballon d'Ors, playing in multiple leagues, multiple league titles, Euros, this, that, and whatever. Top two player for the last 25 years, 20 years, 15 years, whatever that is. All right. So with a team like United, which is uh, kind of now shows a mix of young develop, you know, the young developing players who are moving into slowly into their prime. This is the perfect time to have someone like him to push them even harder because that's what you need. It is one thing which I think is really important with players like him. Or even with Messi, it's just the aura that these guys are willing to work after having achieved everything. So then, where are you right now in your life? And second of all, in terms of the top six, I think it's uh, it was very open and shut when we discussed it uh, the last time as well. Um, before the season began, or I think it was a week in. Doesn't change much in my mind because the top two still remains as is. Maybe Chelsea move in uh, closer to the top. 
United, I mean, he has a lot to do in the sense that will he gel with the team or will the team be able to cope as, you know, whichever way I have to put it so as to not hurt the ego on whichever side it uh, is going to pinch. Uh, but yes, again, United, pretty strong side. Uh, yeah, but it's too early to say what Ronaldo is going to do for United in the top four or in the title race. That's my opinion. The the one the one the the, oh, the one small nuance I wanted to say in terms of financial impact to kind of keep in mind we, you know for Juventus you know he had an in, unbelievable impact right I mean I, I think the number of you know, I don't want to go super social media on this but the number of followers across social media platforms massively spiked they got a new shirt contract deal that was more than double the prior shirt contract deal the one caveat I do want to note for United is United is already a huge global brand. Juventus is as well, but Syria is just naturally not as globally viewed as the Premier League. That that is just a fact. And Juventus, so the jump up Juventus gets from signing someone like Ronaldo is not likely the same jump up United is going to get because of United's pre-existing state. United is such a huge brand globally that the spike there will be a spike, but it's definitely going to be much, much, much less than the spike that Juventus, you know, that Juventus got with Ronaldo coming in. Now, I. I... Gui just never fails to amaze me, man. He always finds a way to not compliment United somehow. He just always manages to do that. He didn't fall into my trap anyway. Uh, never mind. But honestly, I think United not winning the league. Personally, I feel like it's going to be failure in a certain way because even with the previous team, we still finished second. Yes, we were way off first, but... Let's not forget City won the league without a striker like Shubham, you and Krishnan discussed in the last episode as well. So, for me personally, as a United fan and as a logical thinker, if you bring in Cristiano Ronaldo, you are expected to win the title. And we finally have a right winger. We've struggled without a right winger for so long. Personally, I feel like we can't go around whining about not having a central defensive midfielder. You change the formation, you do something. I don't see any excuses now for Oli. I'm a big Oli supporter. Obviously, he's. I can see where the club's heading. But I'm sorry, no excuses. Fine, even if you don't win the league, it should go down to that last game week, right? Ronaldo is not going to be happy to finish second. He's not going to be happy to not challenge for the Premier League or the Champions League. He's coming with that mentality. And quite honest, um, I feel Ronaldo has also signed for United looking at the squad. We have a very good squad. And Ronaldo knows that a squad like this, with a little bit of push, can actually challenge and win big trophies. And in the last couple of years, I think four semi-finals and one final. So we are there. And hopefully his mentality and his work ethic and his experience that he brings will get us over the line. I just wanted to add one thing to that, Shubham. All of this has happened. How on earth has Anthony Martial survived, man? I do not understand. How is he still at this club? You're 100% right in terms of how on earth is Anthony Marshall still there. And uh, I think his the, game time is going to be... The Anthony Marshall agenda is so strong. One of my very close friends has messaged me for, I think, 14 days straight uh, up to the transfer day deadline that Marshall is going to end up uh, like Welbeck at Arsenal. And every day I just said, no, no with the full stop, no. No, no. And th- that is how crazy everyone's been. So, Marshall needs to leave. Period. Like, I think if y'all would have signed absolutely no one in this window, y'all would have been happy to see him leave. That's how. 
<laughs> I would honestly want to start Lingard in, uh, ahead of Martial because that guy, he ended last season well and he's already scored for England today. And he honestly feels like a player who works harder and does more than what Martial does, man. I, I, I don't know. And then his wife comes out saying, uh, uh, I, I hope to see Anthony play for Real Madrid. Yeah, please do, man. Please do. <laughs> she, I, I mean, how can you even dream like this? And I can't believe he has a Ballon d'Or clause. Now, when I think about it, Anthony Martial has a Ballon d'Or clause. Like, look at what the expectations were and look at what he's producing. Anyway, enough of Anthony Martial venting. We went on to a tangent. I'm going to move on now. Let's talk about this one. Messi. Messi, Messi, Messi. We haven't spoken about Messi enough. And I think the other greatest of all time player deserves to be talked about as well. You already spoke about, Krishnan already mentioned that PSG will underachieve. I'm going to go to you with this, Gui. What's your take on PSG? Champion or bust? What do you think it's going to be? In the French League. <laughs> no, no, no. So the French League, whatever they do. Bust, the bust, league, bust. If you're not winning, if you're not winning the French League, sorry. Uh, you need to have a really hard look at what went wrong. Uh, which, I mean, they addressed that pretty well, right? By signing like five immense players. But uh, anyway, when it comes down to the Champions League, again, if you're not, if you're not, the, the worst case scenario, which is acceptable, is in the semifinals to a 95th minute winner. That's probably the only, that's the worst scenario, which is acceptable. Anything below that, if, if you lose the semi-final uh, uh, in a very convincing fashion where the other teams beaten you <laughs> fair and square, screw you, you failed. Like, like what is that squad? That squad is unreal. All right. And you assembled that squad to play in the French League? I don't believe so. I, re- I don't think so. It's not even in the top five leagues anymore. That squad is not even support. What is the pull? What do you want at that club? What do you see happening at that club? It's got so someone's going to be selling them more than the dreams of you know swimming in money, right? That we are so you are saying upfront to players, this has to be it. I don't believe that there are 11 world beaters in that squad just for cash. There are 11 world beaters there because they've been sold the dream. But we are this is this is the agenda. We have to win the Champions League and we are going to assemble. A super team. That's it. So, which means if that is the internal, uh, you know, guideline of success, I think we should. I'm giving them too much slack by saying that if they are if they lose in the semi-finals, it's all right. So that's my take on it. Having Messi uh, there, but I will just love to see PSG lose, man. Just seeing their faces will be priceless. Yeah. I'm not even saying this from like, because I don't like PSG from a neutral standpoint. You're like, oh my God, Ramos, Donnarumma, Hakimi, Di Maria, Mbappe, Neymar. Mbappe is still a question mark. We'll get into that next show, but I'm coming to you with that. Messi, how can you lose, man? You can't. You're like, there's no option here. It It's literally hey, nothing. What, it, what it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that was Gui's opinion on PSG. Quite clearly, he's he likes them more than United. I fail to understand why and how. Um, I mean, I understand the hate towards United, but still, never mind. Forget you it. Un- you understand it and you have no exception to it. You know that you should be accepting it. 
just let it go <laughs> okay i'm going to come to my fellow mate now shubham uh, <laughs> shubham firstly messi psg you, i'm sure you will have a strong opinion on this so take it away and then i also want to ask you your take on mbappe why would you think he does not want to resign for psg personally i feel that it's because he feels that he's going to be overshadowed by so many stars and by the coming of messi but do you think it's something else so take it away so i think uh, messi joining psg is uh, uh, like the icing on the cake of a dream team that they've tried to assemble and i think uh, rishab pointed out very well that this is actually like a like how do you make the best product let's get the best raw materials from let's source it around the world put it together and put it out in the market it's literally like that and see they have a very good manager in pochettino who has done exceptionally well with tottenham that guy he knows his shit he is tactically smart and he has a very good team so if psg uh, french league is a given uh, but if they do not win the champions league for me it's a fail uh, but the only one thing with messi especially now that the french league is not anymore in the top 5 leagues in the world or leagues in europe uh i do not understand this career move like why why he wouldn't want to go to a city or or a team that's in the top 5 uh, only because when you talk about personal accolades and for stars like them it is very important and when it comes to winning the european golden boot uh so how how it is how it's calculated is the number of goals you scored into 2 into 2 is the multiplier for the top 5 leagues and leagues outside the top 5 from the 6 to the 21st league it is into point it into 1.5 So for Messi, even if he scores fifty goals, it'll be multiplied into one point five, as compared to other players who will score like, like for example, Ronaldo. If he scores forty goals, ten goals less, but it'll still be more based on the multiplier. So for a player of his caliber, and he's just thirty-three, um, I I think in terms of personal accolades, maybe maybe uh, it could be a little bit of a hit. But then I think I think the trade-off is if he win the Champions League, which he's very desperate for. Uh, well done for him. Uh, so I think Messi to PSG. great signing in terms of their project what they're trying to achieve uh but but yeah let, let let's see how the season turns out to be and talking about mbappe why mbappe wants to go to real madrid i definitely think one of the reasons is what you mentioned uh he wants to be the big fish he doesn't want to be someone who's going to get overshadowed i think that's the reason why neymar also left or barca he wanted to challenge for the ballon d'or he wanted to be the big name he went to psg unfortunately he never really got to those heights let be injuries or let be whatever i think mbappe wants to go to real madrid to be the spanish superstar at a time when real madrid does not have any galactico so as to say or neither does barcelona have so this guy could be the, like the big name in spain and and is definitely someone who wants to win the ballon d'or I'm, i'm sure about that and also i think now see all these players say i don't know how true it is like when ronaldo left united uh he said that playing for real madrid was my childhood dream i think maybe it is something that for mbappe also because for a lot of these players playing in spain for barcelona or real madrid for them they consider that as the pinnacle of success in football um so maybe it could be that could also be the reason uh because i think psg have given him three uh, contracts he's rejected all of them uh so yeah i think i think it could be emotional it could also be just being selfish and being like dude i won the accolades i won the credit in a team which has messi the team will revolve around messi and i won't get the 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 desired attention so i think it could be a mix of both yeah because i don't understand why would you leave a psg and go to madrid considering the fact psg is a much better team than madrid and it's a guaranteed league winner for sure and in terms of champions league they have a better um, chance than madrid so yeah 
one thing I want to say in defense of Messi moving to um, PSG, I actually don't know how many other clubs were even in the conversation. You know, I think it was just Man City. And I think Man City, after signing Jack Grealish, and especially after mid-season last year, having that concern that they may not be in the Champions League because of an FFP violation, I think they backed away from Messi because I think they were concerned that they didn't want to again get into trouble with, with FFP. Given they just signed Jack Grealish. At the time, they were looking to sign Harry Kane for a similar amount. And I think, you know, if they maybe had known earlier that Barcelona, like Messi was up for grabs, because if we remember, like Barcelona said, we're re-signing him, it's good, we're all done. If they genuinely knew Messi was up for grabs, maybe they don't put as much pressure on a Grealish, maybe they don't put as much pressure on a Harry Kane and then focus all their attention on Messi. So, I actually don't think there were that many suitors, you know, when... But what when you said is absolutely right. correct. In terms of uh, City were interested for Messi and all of us thought he's going to re-sign for Barcelona and City went and signed um, uh, oh, what did, Grealish. Grealish. Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't have signed Grealish if Messi was in the market. But having said that, see, they were ready to spend 150 million on Harry Kane. So I don't think money is the issue because Messi, they got on a free, right? His wages are going to be astronomical, but this mm-hmm. is still, still the upfront fee is, is free. And I think uh, uh, Tottenham, they demanded, I'm sure more than 150 million, but whatever they demanded, they demanded a down payment cash, uh, a, a down cash payment. So I don't think City in terms of money would have an issue, but I just think like you rightly mentioned, they already got Grealish. So I think then it'll just be too difficult. Like how do you fit in so many stars, right? I will say one thing about Mbappe though. Uh, I I like the fact that he wants to go to Madrid. He's not taking that easy way out of winning the French League. He's had enough of it. Anyway, they lost last season, so never mind that. Uh, but but he's taking it upon himself. He's taking that challenge. He wants to be successful at Real Madrid. Why not, man? And he's achieved the... I mean, at the end of the day, he's won the World Cup. <laughs> so the guy doesn't really need to prove anything. And he was instrumental in them winning the World Cup. So uh, I actually like the decision that he's made to probably move on. I'm just going to say one thing about PSG. I think they love their players too much. They rejected three phenomenal bids, so to speak, which absolutely blew my mind. I don't know what is what is going on between those two absolute behemoths who have so much cash. One is bidding whatever, 180 million for a player who has one year left on the contract. The other is rejecting it also outright. Who is crazier? In this conversation, can anyone decide? Really, what we're talking about 180 million, which of course is huge money, but then we're also talking about 180 million being offered to the Sheikh. 180 million to the Sheikh is like what, dude? He'd be like, fuck off. I'm giving my player, I'll sell him for free. I don't give two shits. You can take your money and keep it to yourself. I was gonna say, I'll make the FIFA analogy again. It feels like, again, like on FIFA, right? Like it's basically like this guy has accumulated this team, and to him, like. You know, it's how when, you, when you're on FIFA, you suddenly get this really strong attachment to like a James Watt-Prowse. That is what Mbappe is, you know. It's just he is attached to him. He doesn't want to let him go. He's become this icon at PSG. Uh, but you make a great point, Gui. How, now that I think about it, how the hell can you reject 180 million with one year left on a contract? That's a good point. Be a shake. Simple. Like Shubham said. But I can't believe we spoke about James Watt-Prowse and Kylian Mbappe in the same breath, man. Gold does it, right? James Ward-Prowse is the Messi of Portsmouth. You know, that's how they do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The English Messi, the English Beck. You can't even say the English Beckham, right? In his case, like they were comparing him to Beckham. So what do you do? What do you call him there? But anyway, let's move on. Let's move on.
to my favorite part of this entire episode. The Gunners, the Arsenal, Mikel Arteta, the man, the icon. So I'm going to go to Krishnan and Gui, free to talk about it. Then I'm going to end this with Shubham. And then we have some fun segment left as well. So guys, quick take on this because there's not much to talk about. It's very early in the season. Sorry, sorry, Gui. But it's very early in the season. So I don't want to jump the gun. It's only been three games. But yes, you're last in the table. So yeah, just putting it out there. I'm just going to give a huge, huge round of applause to Mazar because in a span of like 40 minutes, he identified that he should not let me be the last one to speak. You go first. I will end it with Malu. I, we will give the closing comments on your team. Anyway, so <laughs> my only my only concern right now is that if we are getting pinched by teams, fair enough. We're not playing our starting 11. Okay. A lot of things happening, uh, which are seeming like they're off, right? And your rivalry is with, is with Brighton now. That's all, all okay. Brighton is slightly ahead, kind of with Watford. It's okay, uh, 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 but anyway. So, point being, the people are questioning the club's transfer strategy. What are we going to do? Like, is there actually I'm questioning the case? existence of the club? Bit much considering we've never been relegated, but you have. So anyway, we are still twenty times champions. Okay, doesn't matter. I'm not threatened by the relegation. You have one more champion. Every United fan has come Every to me. Saying, English team ever relegated. <laughs> they don't have a Champions League. Shubham, they don't have a Champions League. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even going to compare titles with United. It's stupid to do. So. The point being, like a lot of pundits are coming across and saying things like, you know, we don't see a strategy. But in the first two years of de- trying to develop a squad, which is by f- far some, you know, which you don't, you don't even have a squad which plays a certain way. There's no squad, so you need to find eleven players to actually set that up. That okay, this is the new identity, or this is an identity. Like right now, it's just. 11 players trying to play a certain way. Sometimes it goes that way, sometimes it doesn't. All right. So until you have at least a set of players who can manage to play a, a certain set, uh, a certain way, uh, it's pointless. Like all your additions are just to try and find that identity. After which you do a plug and play where you try and identify players like, okay, this person might fit into what identity we currently have. So I heard, I don't know which one it was. I think it was Paul Merson who said like, Arsenal signing players, but these are players who know none of none uh, of the other top six teams are even competing for. You're not signing players. You're not signing players who which other teams actually want to sign. Okay, so, I mean, do you, have Madrid ever gone for Barca players who like play the Barca way? Like, I mean, yes, multiple times, but on rare occasions. Like, it's okay. A Michael Laudrup happened. All right, Figo happened. But it's not like you're not trying to pick academy kids of who have been groomed a certain way. Burnley, Burnley and Barcelona don't play the same way. You're not going to find compatible players between the two. Burnley has a certain identity and a way of playing, which is set. So you know what kind of players Burnley needs. As long as the same manager is in place. Now, right now, I Arsenal are trying to create one. Which means you're gonna have like a lot of growing pain. I'm all here for it. <laughs> a lot, so much shit, so much shit is being thrown. Uh, 
that to other side which doesn't have a starting 11 um all this covid nonsense is getting ben white is off partey is injured for a big big chunk which is just sad you know like it's, i mean as much as that has become a part of arsenal's identity right now which is hurtful considering we had you know the uh, big 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 tall strong fast pacey players of the early 2000s to people trying to play a certain different way you know the a lot of people have said it kind of moved the barcelona way of but trying to Gui, play but yeah. Gui, but you you're talking about style and all of that we understand that i but the thing is where do you see arsenal going from here i understand arteta has is also there to clear a lot of deadwood like oli was there for but oli got the backing that he wanted i know arsenal has the money i just i do, yeah. they they are rec, they 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 are recruiting the right players from a future standpoint as well i wouldn't say they've identified that okay we can't get these players we can't attract those players so they're going for tier 2 i don't want to tear the players but you get what i mean so it makes sense in terms of all of that but i still don't see anything like arteta puzzles me with a lot of the team choices like the first 11 choices that he makes when there are certain players martinelli's fallen out of favor which is beyond me like there are certain players who can actually bring bring flair to a game and he doesn't play them and i understand there's a system and i understand he knows more than all of us obviously but it it just doesn't add up this is arsenal's never look so bad you don't need to have the marquee players but at least go out there show some fight show something i've not seen it that's that's what i'm saying so problematic which is extremely problematic and is the first thing you can see in the game that just seems like they don't even want to play exactly right so that's why so krishna yeah. do you like i mean whatever i understand that you know arteta has taken up a job that no one else has the balls to i'm going to say it he's going to whatever you everyone saying arteta out arteta out he's doing the dirty work to set up the club for the future according to me if he can if they if you are patient for another 2 years to deal with this nonsense i think it'll pay off what's your take on it no much i think we talked about this you know a little bit last season as well you know in that episode with jamal where we did a deep dive into arsenal you know firstly i want to agree with gui i actually don't see as many concerns with the transfer policy you know at the end of the day we're not a a, a key team for like a messi or ronaldo that's just the fact of the matter and i think you know we have targeted people who are actually renowned players you know nikola pepe hasn't worked out but he was a top top prospect when he moved to arsenal right he was a big name moving from uh, lille same thing goes for varte he wasn't a nobody he was somebody who was being targeted um prior to coming prior, prior to coming to arsenal and you know definitely someone like an obameyang definitely someone like a lacazette when they when they joined the club i think there are two fundamental problems that are that are plaguing this current squad that's that's showing up in the performances one is a complete lack of ideas and i don't know if it's because a, of a lack of managerial abilities or just a lack of uh, inexperience but especially going forward there is a complete lack of ideas we do not know how to break teams down we just you know kind of shuttle between wings there's a volume of similar last season right there's some amount of volume crossing that's not really particularly productive and then just leaving it up to emil smith row and saka to come up with something right there's not really much of a there's there's not much going on and again like like you said mas again i believe there's a system in place but either due to a lack of 
either due to a lack of like experience or due to a lack of like creative freedom it's just not working going front and then at the back the biggest issue is just frailty the moment one goal goes in uh, you know you look at that city game that's you know we were okay till that first goal went in after that first goal goes in our defense just looked in complete shambles it's like they forgot what man marking meant there were just four people you know there'd be like five people at the back and four city players and none of the city players would be marked it just made absolute you know it, it just so i think the two things are one obviously um a, a little bit of a lack of ideas both offensively and defensively and the second thing is arrogance i think arsenal as a team is just plagued with the arrogance of being a top tier club in the past we have to get past that we're not a top 6 team anymore we haven't been for a few years we're not better than tottenham same tottenham's days are gone thing and that arrogance of you know we are a big club and walking into the walking into every game thinking we are the winners because we've been in the top 4 8 years ago can't happen a red card like the ones you know and it shows to me in the number of red cards we're getting it's ridiculous you have to maintain a calm head on the field and get the job done even if you're losing even if things are going badly you have to stay professional and you can't let your prior history get in the way of that the fact of the matter is we're rebuilding right now so i'll go i'll again go gugi i don't think it's what's going wrong i actually don't think is as much the back office do i think that there are brilliant you know arsenal's brilliant management no do i think it's as bad as people are making it seem no i actually think they're doing a f- okay job you know they're bringing in people to shore up a- as well as they can everything that's going wrong to me is going wrong on the field it just even if you say you don't like our transfer fees even if you don't say you like our transfers we are a top 10 squad just on paper we're a top 10 squad and we're absolutely not performing like it and i know we've had a tough fixtures to start but we looked terrible against city irrespective of how good city is we shouldn't be losing 5-0 to them especially the way we were defending oh my god we were so confused it was like you just sent out four children to go and mark um to go and mark the city team and i must have just one last quick point i know i've gone on for a bit last quick point on mikel arteta he is a prodigy of pep guardiola who is also someone whose you know squad management often times doesn't make sense right it's a he's kind of a confusing person with squad selection the problem is when you do that similar thing with arsenal a you don't know you're not working with the same level of players so you have to keep that in mind and b is you have to figure out a way to still win unfortunately that is that is the way the world works right you have to get wins pep guardiola has gotten himself into positions where he gets a shit ton of wins i understand if you have a system and i've seen a bunch of youtube videos being like here's what arteta is actually thinking i'm like if you're not getting goals and you're not getting wins it's irrelevant like a, a person it's like a person who's so brilliant tactically and can draw the most beautiful things on the board but if it's not getting executed it's it's sort of irrelevant so I still think Arteta deserves a bit of time to inculcate the system, but it's just not working on the field right now. So my take on Arsenal is, uh, I think recently Arsenal's chief Edu was interviewed, in which he said that I understand the frustration of the fans and everyone associated with the club. But please judge the club once we have a full squad. Fair enough. I understand that. Uh, I won't say much about the transfer policies and transfers at Arsenal because I don't really f- like know in depth. Uh, so yeah, Arsenal don't have a full squad, so maybe we can only judge them. after they have their full squad and and the kind of players they want my issue with arsenal is arteta and the reason that's an issue is because uh see drawing parallels to united when fergie left wenger left uh, we got in an experienced manager in lvg was it the perfect match for united no but he won trophies 
he sort of had an aura that he could attract players and build a little bit about a little bit stability then comes in murino again wins trophies not the perfect match but keeps the ball rolling out here we got emery surprisingly didn't work at arsenal he's worked at every other club and then we bring in arteta i think this is his first managerial job and you give him arsenal to manage which has been in shambles even was the end of Wenger so i just don't think the guy is capable enough to do it even if you look at juventus polo first managerial managerial experience such a big club rebuilding it didn't happen let's see how it happens with inzaghi this season he's managing inter i think he's managing inter after uh, conte left or is it ac i think inter, no no it's inter it's inter it's inter, inter. It's inter yeah. uh, so so i just feel like when when the manager doesn't have much experience and you give him one of the biggest clubs in in the world and a rebuilding job i just think it's asking for too much so i personally feel the issue is with arteta and another thing which i which i think is very scary for arsenal is okay the squad that they have right now they need european football spots if champions league the top four is difficult because listen we have liverpool chelsea united city with scary squads so that could mean top four is hard for arsenal but you need at least the fifth and sixth spot to get european football because if you start missing out on european football there'll be even harder to attract players your revenues will start dropping you won't have the transfer fees and you won't have the wages to pay for so it's a vicious cycle and 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 i think it's it's also to do with arteta you need a manager who can attract players which i don't really think arteta can so i think it's it's difficult for arsenal right now okay so just an early run through guys everyone just give me where do you see arsenal finishing in the league table at the end of the season i know it's early days but be realistic about it so uh shubham first i think uh i think either 6th or 7th okay krishnan and gui i'd say 9th very conservative 8th yeah i i, I, I have to i i would i would i would say eighth as well given that two consecutive seasons you all have finished eighth and i haven't seen the progress so i would have to say eighth as well um anyway guys the final final segment the last segment this is the surprise we have uh, not a surprise really it was pending for a long time since we weren't able to get a hold of shubham and krishnan together uh it's we finished our quiz round with a tie for the lowest uh, points between krishnan and shubham so now we now gui is going to be asking them a few questions in this tie breaker and whoever succeeds will survive and the person who suffer, uh, who loses has to suffer the brunt of a punishment krishnan has already lost one round of quizzes let me remind you he has to perform certain tasks as a punishment but uh, that's due krishnan and you better get that done soon i'm just warning you again but gui let's start okay so we've tried to keep this as unbiased as possible so we are going with five quotes from famous athletes and you need to guess who said it all right okay so the first one is you can't put a limit on anything the more you dream the farther you get you can't put a limit on anything the more you dream the farther you get who said this can we get the spot at least uh no that's a giveaway so no. ob sorry uh, okay okay we can give you one clue it's okay, an american that. who has been to the olympics and uh, one helps 
and krishnan uh yeah i'll see good phelps too yeah okay it's a point for both of you next one this gentleman in an interview when asked about what keeps him you know enthused about the sport the response was it's more like a hobby for me again uh, uh, give a little hint he's uh, uh okay i'm going to be very specific he's scandinavian okay i'm going to say as i'm right no he's scandinavian right yes yes that wasn't going to be my initial guess i'm glad i got the hint um i'll say kimi raikkonen okay shubham i do, i'm kind of blank yeah i don't have any answer for this i'm thinking of scandinavian athletes come on shubham times rounding out i pass on this man i pass can i can i change my answer no to, okay theek hai theek hai fair 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 i am i i request you to not shoot yourself in the foot your answer is correct please <laughs> i request don't do this to yourself you always manage to ruin it for yourself in this <laughs> Let's go. Gui showing empathy towards you. Thank wow. You. Hello Arsenal fan. Thank you. Thank God. Okay. okay. <laughs> Next one. Okay. Uh Shubham this okay, one's for you. This is a very very personality driven quote and you have to match the personality to the, to the athlete, all right? I'm jealous of my parents. I will never have a kid as cool as theirs. Give a hint, yeah. Okay, he has braids. What a great hint! Huh? I think Jealous I think it's a parents. good hint. I think it's a good hint. Jealous of my parents. Think think about the personality of this person. Someone who can say something like this. Hamilton. Okay. Okay. That's a good guess, huh? That's a really good guess. So if you're saying braids, but he said question for Malu. Oh, Malu answer first. Uh, Alan Iverson. Actually, yeah, okay, fine. We'll give you one more go, both of you, one more go. Um, now, but I think that gives it away. But let's go for it. Um, he's a cricketer. Oh, okay. Now I know it. Shubham. Who goes first? <laughs> Shubham, Shubham, Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. <laughs> go for it, Krishna. It's Chris Gayle. My answer is also Chris Gayle. <laughs> Sorry, Krish. Hey, no, Krishna gets that point, man. <laughs> shubham, shubham, shubham. No, no, fair enough. I was just copying Krishna because I would have never guessed Chris. Universe boss with a coat like. <laughs> so one minute. So Shubham, you have to get the next two, huh? Otherwise, it's Krishna. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So I've got one quote. since so right now the score is 3-1 krishnan you are on 3 shubham there are two questions left two quotes left you need to get both and then you know uh then we'll see otherwise you will be the one facing the brunt of the punishment so the new quote is i'm living a dream i never want to wake up from this is a football player who has said this and um uh, This football player has played Cristiano for, Ronaldo. Uh okay so I won't be giving any more hints. Krishnan you do you have any name? Um I'll also say Ronaldo then? Yeah, Ronaldo. Right. 
both I, uh, both of you are right so that is 3 uh, that is 4 2 so such is life so this one from probably like if you ask me who's the most famous out of the lot we've uh, picked you probably probably trump all of these guys in my personal opinion right because he's done a lot outside the sport as well so the quote goes it is in the mountains ahead to climb that wear you out it's the pebble in your shoe okay so again so i've said a lot already in terms of how big this guy is okay okay some small hints his active career was not um, in the in the 2000s was not in the 2000s okay once more with the quote it isn't the mountains ahead to climb that wear you out it's the pebble in your shoe he's a global icon uh, looked up to like we said not from our generation but looked up to solidly even two days Muhammad Ali use him as that's a great this thing I have to say Muhammad Ali I don't think I can think of anyone Krishnan else Krishnan is playing this cheap game of just copying Shubham's answer but there's no one else like the only other person I could think of was Magic Johnson and I couldn't even think of anyone else other than Muhammad Ali sorry but Magic Johnson is not inspiring anyone off the court, off the court exactly <laughs> no no Please. because of his AIDS because he had AIDS because of his AIDS foundation exactly he, had AIDS, he got AIDS he got AIDS and then because um, of his foundation where? correct never mind yes. never mind never mind okay <laughs> never mind fine fair enough fair enough <laughs> I think Krishnan you take this one by one away. point just because of the answer it is Muhammad Ali yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our tiebreaker was super tight and unfortunately for Shubham he did well actually exceedingly well uh, but for the first time ever Krishnan did really well in a quiz or any sort of competition that we've had so credit where it's due Krishnan well done you just about trumped this so that means Shubham is due a punishment but Shubham will not do the punishment till you finish your punishment Krishnan that's that fair. is that's the fair. deal that's fair. <laughs> and just to wrap up this episode we've discussed so much quite a lot to take in in general there was a lot of venting also I don't know how we managed to involve Anthony Martial I still can't get over that fact and my God, we compare James Ward-Prowse to Mbappe. Rishabh Krishnan, you always manage to amaze me. Anyway, uh, great catching up with all of you again. For all those who tuned in, thank you so much. Stay tuned. Do like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever. Share any sort of thoughts you may have on our episodes or any sort of suggestions you might have for future episodes. Also, do check out our website, All About Sports. Uh, it has... All our episodes from the first season and other special episodes. We also have an Olympic series that we had done with uh, Olympians. So do tune into that. We also have blogs. We'll have blogs coming up on a regular basis. You can read those as well. Till then, take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a like and share it with anyone else who might be interested. You can also subscribe on any social media platform that you prefer. And all our links are in the bio. 
we also have a website with all our episodes as well as blogs and a whole lot of other sports content so make sure to check that out as well